Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, October the 23rd. And welcome to our Monday commentary that usually includes our good friend, uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. Lots to get into with Bill today. So let me say hello to our friend, Bill. How is everything in New York City? Well, in New York City, uh, you have to begin with a, uh, a, 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 a mathematical gimmick to add extra points just for a good history. Uh, so, I mean, New York City gets an F right now. However, when you add the extra points required by the Democratic Party, uh, it's in wonderful shape. Wonderful shape. I mean, crime crime is just gives the city character. That's all. Uh, no, the city is in bad shape. And, and uh, this war situation is not helping because uh, uh, it's added to the tension that's already in the air in New York City. Right. I had a uh, I had the opportunity to watch one of the demonstrations uh, in favor of Palestine, one of the demonstrations, and it happened in Brooklyn. Yes. And as I understand, Bill, um, from talking to you and from my own visit to to Brooklyn a few years ago, when my wife and I got to cross the bridge, which is kind of fun. Uh, I don't know if we actually crossed the whole bridge, but we took a photo <laughs> on the bridge. But anyway. Uh, as I was looking out the bridge, uh, somebody pointed out that that's a very traditional Jewish neighborhood that there was on, you know, on the right there. So, uh, you know, why these people are marching in, in neighborhoods who may very well have hostages in, in, in Gaza, Bill. Well, that's true. And, and the demonstration you're referring to was a particularly ugly one because the people running it said right, right even before it, we're not interested in what the other people are interested in. They really are interested in the extermination of Israel. And what they, these were were hardline Marxists. And the press, you know, we'll talk about the press later, but they simply will not identify these people for who they are. Uh, these are real leftists. And yes, uh, Brooklyn, well, Brooklyn is partially Jewish. There are Jewish neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Uh, there are also uh, Irish neighborhoods, African-American neighborhoods. Uh, and what was interesting about this crowd that demonstrated is apparently the first thing they did was start to beat up the policeman. Uh, the policeman did not like this. Mm. And they, they, they snapped back. They arrested some of them. And the demonstration, I think, uh, ended pretty fast. Yes. Well, I just thought it was interesting that it would happen in Brooklyn, given, uh, you know, the history of, of the city. Very multicultural city, as I oh, recall yes. from, from my, uh, my history of, of New York. Well... There's as as we speak right now, literally at you know three o'clock, three or three o'clock central time, uh, as we start this, there's a story that some two hostages, I believe, have been released or are about to be released. Uh, first of all, is that true that they are going to be released or have I, been released, Bill? I'm reading the same things you are. We we don't know. I assume it is true, and and I assume that they are trying to set a pattern of like two every two weeks. Which will be, and then the they expect that the automatic reaction on the part of the West will be well. The Israelis can't go into Gaza now because it's too delicate. We're negotiating for hostages, and and they will hand Hamas a victory, and that's exactly w w the way this appears to be going. And it will be a catastrophe for the West, a complete catastrophe for Israel. And then if Israel tries to defend itself by getting rid of Hamas, they will be called the aggressor because you're interfering with the hostage negotiations. Right. And that's sadly the way international diplomacy often works. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm delighted 
by some of the words of the president and the secretary of state that Israel has a right to defend itself. But we know that behind the scenes, they are being asked to delay any operation because we're negotiating for hostages. Well, that plays right into the hands of the enemy, which is what this administration does. Uh, and I, I think we're headed for uh, an absolute catastrophe. And the enemy is exactly right. I'm glad you mentioned that because they're an enemy of civilization here. This is beyond religion. This is beyond region. This to me, these people are enemies of civilization. Anybody who would do that to human beings, you know, to kids, to mom, dads, uh, adults, whatever, anybody who would engage in that kind of behavior, to me, you're an enemy of to civilization. And every, every civilized country should be standing up saying, no, we're not going to not, not going to negotiate with you. But I agree, by the way, with what you said. I think they're just buying time. And they're hoping that, you know, they release two people now, two people next week. And then the New York Times will run an editorial saying, well, you know, we need to work with them because yes. they, they seem to have, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about the hostages and so on and so on. So yes. hopefully the Israelis won't fall for it, Bill. They're the ones who make the decision one way or the other. I hope they don't fall for it, but uh, th I think it's going to be very hard for them to maintain uh, public approval uh, if they go into Gaza, even if they're successful in wiping out the Hamas infrastructure, it could be at the expense of the, of the hostages. And uh, they will be, you know, look, this is the way diplom international diplomacy works. Nobody, the, all these people who are rushing to Israel to express their support, they express their support with, in one sentence. And the next sentence, they lecture the Israelis that you must follow international law. I, I don't see them asking that of anybody else. No. Uh, so I, I'm afraid that this, you know, uh, the, the Israelis are saying to the world right now, no, we're not getting pressure to abandon our uh, mission, but simply to delay it. Well, they're, they're a little naive about that. I don't know what the Israelis are going to do. I mean, they, they could continue simply with airstrikes. Uh, and then Hamas will make a demand that you have to stop the airstrikes if you want prisoners released. Then they will make a financial demand. And as I said, I think we could be facing an absolute catastrophe. And Iran will look at this and say the West and the United States are weak, and this is the time to confront them. Right. No, you're exactly right. I hope that Israel does not listen I agree. to international public opinion. I mean, why should they? What, what do the Israelis care what an editorial page in the Netherlands, for example, just to pick a country, uh, says, you know, they need to take care of their country and the threat to their country. And I am a little concerned, though, that the president, uh, President Biden, that is, keeps talking about, you know, Israel. He made this incredible uh, connection, which I really don't get, saying that the United States overreacted after 9-11. Well, and yes, that the, yes. he's hoping that the, the Israelis do not overreact. I, I don't get that. What do you mean overreact? Well, he apparently means the invasion of Iraq. I, I su assume that's what he was referring to. Uh, and That he uh, voted for. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, look, he's a confused man. Uh, there are people in the United States government we now know who are very pro-Iran. And Iran may come out with a great victory here because... What, if they can get the Israelis to stand down, what is the next thing going to be? Well, we have to rebuild Gaza, which was bombed by the Israelis. It wasn't bombed by Hamas. Uh, you know, 
people don't realize the immorality and amorality of international affairs. Look at before the Second World War. It's a famous story, the Munich Agreement, where Chamberlain went to Munich and gave the Nazis what they wanted. And of course, that was one of the causes of World War II. Hitler believed that we would not resist. And had it not been for Winston Churchill, who really was the indispensable man, uh, he could have been right. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can go back uh, 61 years ago this week. You know, the Soviets put missiles in Cuba in large part because they thought President Kennedy was weak. Yes, that's right. And uh, so, yeah, people, when they sense weakness or when they see weakness, uh, they will do things that are not logical, but they, they take advantage of, of the opportunity. But it is the third week of this conflict, Bill, and it just worries me that it just keeps going and going. I guess the Israelis are the ones who will determine how long it goes. But I think the longer they go, the more costly it'll be for everybody, including the Israelis, because they ground operation. They're going to take some heavy losses, Bill. Yeah, they, they, they may and uh, probably will, unless they have some ingenious strategy, which they may have. Uh, we don't know exactly what they will do. Now, one thing that, that has to be taken into consideration here is the probability that if they go into Gaza, uh, aside from the, pub, the, the public opinion possibly turning against them, it may be an incentive for Hezbollah to start attacking them from the north. With, with their remarkably sophisticated uh, 100,000 missiles, far uh, more than Hamas ever had. And the Israelis could then face a very serious military problem, especially if we cut off their aid. And right. that, could ha that could happen. I mean, you know, uh, Biden is already fighting the left wing of his party by providing aid to Israel. Uh, and he can go before the American people and say, well, we're very sympathetic to the Israelis and what they lost on October 7th. But that's not the Israeli government. It's the Israeli government we're having a problem with. And we feel we feel sorry about this. But uh, this, this, this has to be brought to an end. Unfortunately, apparently, according to public opinion polls, while overwhelmingly the Americans side with the Israelis, uh, other polls are saying they're not that enthusiastic about giving them aid, like giving right. the Israelis aid. But I think, Bill, the, the, the way I would interpret those polls, I saw them today, too. The way I would interpret them is that I don't think President Biden has explained to the country, uh, you know, enough of what's going on. He should have been on TV right from the beginning. He should have been, you know, expressing why we may why we need to put three aircraft carriers there, uh, why we may have to use ground troops. It, it seems like they keep they keep putting troops near the Israel but they don't explain to the American people that if you actually use troops, that's going to get you into a war. I mean, you know what I mean? There seem to be sure. avoiding avoiding the conversation. And, you know, and, and I have to give credit here to George W. Bush. Uh, back in 2002, he went around the country time after time. Every, you know, he would give a, almost like a speech every month saying, explaining to the American people why he thought Iraq was a threat. Now, whatever it turned out, turned out whatever, however it turned out. But at least he explained it to the American people so that no one was surprised when we went in or when he went to the Congress for a resolution bill. Yes. Well, look, he, he made the one speech from the Oval Office, all on which all he did during that speech was reiterate what he had said before, 
uh, people expected something new, a, a statement of policy, as you have uh, uh, re- requested, uh, a, 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 a an expression of determination, and it wasn't there. It really wasn't. Uh, the, the the command the man is is decrepit. He's old. Uh, he, he he took the flight back from Israel and on the airplane. Apparently, his thoughts were wandering. He should not be president. Uh, you would think in a time like this also that he would put Kamala Harris to some use, going around to different countries and at, le- at least giving her some uh, some credibility as a pre- possible presidential candidate or successor. We don't even know where she is. And uh, while, the, while the U.S. did provide some moral leadership in absolutely denouncing the uh, horrible events of October 7th and saying we stand by the Israelis. Uh, those, those are words. Those right. are words, and those words can be reversed. And if they are reversed and we develop a more even-handed policy, the American press will go right along with it because right. the press is on, you know. That mistake that was made last week may not have been as much of a mistake as we think, you know? Right. No, I know. And and we'll talk about that in a second. But I also wanted to mention that there was a story. I don't know if you heard this. There was a story that some of these terrorists could be using weapons of mass destruction. Oh, yes. That Which, of course, would change everything, you know, that would change everything instantly if they were to use any any of those. But my my concern is one of explanation where you simply have to explain to the American people why troops are going to be on the ground. And I think if you explain it properly, they will support you. Yes. But I I think the way we're doing it, uh, you mentioned Kamala Harris or Vice President Harris. You know, I think this is a great missed opportunity for this administration, because I remember when when you had that, you know, that situation down in the Malvinas and Falklands, if you remember that. Uh, President Reagan had Vice President Bush go down there several times to explain to everybody the American. You're off, uh, Silvio. We're off. trying to say i think bill you're back on now uh, back on yes yeah i think we just had a little delay there uh i don't know exactly <laughs> what happened maybe a uh, a problem in the connection but anyway what i was trying to say bill was that that what the president should have done is send a delegation i think instead of him going send a delegation and have you know this delegation go to different countries and and represent the united states instead of him uh, i don't think that he was the best representative bill no, he wasn't, uh, and you know he just he just went there and you know mumbled a couple of words. Look, we are in trouble. We are in trouble, and and you made a very good point about explaining why troops are on the ground. Our uh, uh, encampments in the Middle East have been attacked many times in the last few weeks alone. Now we have we have blunted those attacks, but we are going to need a lot more troops on the ground to make sure they stay blunted. And those attacks all were generated by Iran. And the president has got to go on the air personally at night and say our men and women are in danger, which is one of the reasons I'm sending all these forces. It is not simply to support our allies. It's to support ourselves. Right. And that's a winning message, Bill. If you go to the American people and you say, 
you know, our guys are under attack and, they, and they're legally, I mean, we have legal agreements with these countries to have these people there. It's not like, you know, their troops that we just landed there. Uh, we have arrangements with Iraq and other countries to have troops there. And if those bases are being attacked, I would think the mothers and fathers of those young people who are serving would support you 100%, Bill. I mean, I don't understand why he hasn't mentioned that either. Well, he, you know, he is under a great deal of pressure from, as we said before, the left wing of his party to uh, be more careful about his support of Israel. Now, there was just a letter sent in support of Israel by uh, the majority of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, but it was only a majority. You know, a lot of people wouldn't sign it. They're afraid of the of the squad. They're afraid of the hard left. They're afraid of the left wing on college campuses, which is now obviously very, very strong and completely irresponsible. And uh, unfortunately, we do not have the kind of leadership we would have had with Ronald Reagan. I mean, had Reagan been in the White House, he would have been on the air. Things would have been explained and the American people would have accepted the explanation. Uh, even Trump, who has both positive and negative things, they wouldn't have tried this with Trump. Had Trump been in the White House, they, they knew what the result would have been. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, it's, it's Joe Biden in the White House. Right. I think we underestimate the degree to which the left has empowered the Democratic Party and the degree to which there are people in the United States government, people serving, who are really loyal to Barack Obama and his policies, because that's what we're getting is his policies. Right. It's interesting. The other day there was a story. I may have sent you this article last uh, last few days. There is a fellow. I think he's at the University of Texas. His last name is Teixeira. And he's written several articles about the state of the Democrat Party. And one of the things that he wrote, and, and by the way, this guy came from the, from the Democrat side. He's not a right-wing Republican. But he was saying that the Democrat Party has to cut ties with this crazy left, that this crazy left is hurting the party tremendously, not only from its position over Israel, but social issues, immigration, that this crazy wing of the Democrat Party is just killing the party. And he, he would like to see the party just cut him off, Bill. Well, I think he's right. I, I know who you're referring to, uh, um, and he's he's a a solid thinker. I think he was the ones who predicted one of the two historians who, in the uh, early 20, 20th, 21st century, predicted that there would be an era of democratic control, right? Simply because of the demographics. Right. And it's interesting to see him pulling that back because the party has allowed the left wing far too much power. Right. And this crazy left wing, and that's one of the points, when he made that, he wrote that article almost 20 years ago, he was talking about, I think he called it an emerging the emerging Democrat majority that would bring in Hispanics. And now yes. he's making the point, the exact opposite point, saying that all of these crazy groups are not, in fact, they're turning off Hispanics, whether yes. it's fossil fuels, whether it's uh, social issues. And on, on yeah, sort of, certainly abortion and abortion. the Democratic Party's biggest issue seems to be abortion. That's it. That's all they, they, they seem to to care about. But I, I, I do hope that if we use troops, that the president will explain to the country why, because so far I think he gets an F as far as his presentation. Um, I'm not going to say he gets an F for all his policy, but certainly for the presentation, because there are things he's doing that I would support. 
Uh, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm all in favor of defending Israel. And I like to, I'm, I'm happy that he's putting all those aircraft carriers nearby, but he has to explain it better to the American people, Bill. You mentioned the media, and I, and I tell one of the topics I want to get into. The New York Times apparently said, uh, finally, you know, we made a mistake. It wasn't really the Israeli Air Force. I, I, has anybody else done that, Bill, or is it just the New York Times? Uh, only, to the best of my knowledge, only the New York Times. We are owed an apology by the Associated Press, which we will not, we will not get. They're very pro-Arab. Um, the Times uh, is, is kind of mushy. Uh, but I was glad to see that they apologized. The apology is not enough. They have got to tell us in detail exactly what they're going to do to change its, their procedures. And then they're going to have to get into the very, very delicate matter of what the Times has become, which is a newspaper of the left. Uh, and they're going to have to, if they would say we are going to review our personnel policies to make sure that we have the right people covering this event, uh, that would that would make me somewhat happy. Uh, they would also uh, uh, say that we have to ask ourselves the question, is, did we make a mistake or did we simply print the story we, we wanted to print? Did we want to blame Israel? I don't think the whole thing was a mistake. You know, when they, when they printed the news in the first few minutes that Hamas had blamed Israel, I couldn't blame them that much uh, because they were saying exactly what had happened, that Hamas had blamed Israel. The real crime here, journalistically, is when they immediately bought the story that 471 people had been killed, a number that the, that Hamas released a few minutes after the event ended. Somebody should have said, wait a minute, do you know how long it takes to get 471 bodies confirmed? Several weeks. That is where they really went crazy. And it was that those reports that created those mob scenes all over the Arab world. That's what they were depending on, was those initial reports. So they can't say, well, we made a mistake, but but we're apologizing for it. They did real harm. Right. And real, not only, real harm. Yes. Not only in the reporting bill, but if you remember that lady congresswoman from Michigan, she was giving a public speech out there in front, in front of a bunch of people talking about the Israeli attack on the hospital. I mean, there were literally demonstrations and probably confrontations with the police, not just here in the United States, but in other parts of the world where we have seen some unbelievable marches. I mean, London, I mean, these places, I, I couldn't believe that there were that many people marching in London. Uh, but, I mean, they contributed to, to in a sense, promoting a lie. And I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, one point I wanted to make, Bill, I made me a note here when you were talking about the story that the, the liberal media and the New York Times is a liberal newspaper. They love to talk about diversity. And I keep saying that the diversity, they're always talking about the wrong kind of diversity. What they talk about is gender, skin color, and, uh, you know, that kind of diversity. But that's not their problem. Their problem is intellectual diversity. There's oh, got to be oh. somebody in the newsroom who says, wait a minute, time out. Why are we relying on Hamas as a source? That's what they don't have, Bill. That's right. And, and many of those people in the newsroom were all educated in the same uh, schools and the same uh, league, uh, uh, college league. Uh, and so they all have the same opinions. And that's the way they think. Uh, I think what has gone on on our college campuses, I think, has shocked many Americans. Yes. Because this is as clear a cut an issue 
the denunciation of Hamas for the October 7th massacre and genocide. I mean, and, and you can't get them to do it. There are people in the Democratic Party. I was just reading this morning a complaint by one Democrat who said there are people in this party who will not denounce October 7th uh, and, 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 and say that it came from Hamas. They will fudge and say, well, there are many causes. Uh, and this is, this is what the Democratic Party has become. It's what most of our press has become. And it certainly is what our universities has become. Well, it's interesting because here in Texas, uh, there was a the governor. It's not a not a piece of legislation, but they sent some instructions to the high schools and to the colleges on how to explain what just happened on October 7th. So that it wasn't, you know, an explanation from the Palestine point of view. It was, you know, more favorable to Israel. And they did, you know, refer to the event as a terror attack. And I thought that was positive that the governor here did that. And I'm hoping that other publicly funded colleges begin to take a serious look at what is happening in these colleges. Uh, I, I mentioned last week, and I'll repeat, who is paying for the scholarships and the education of these people? If you're out in the street marching with Palestine flags and 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 that's your whole focus, you know, maybe you shouldn't be getting a taxpayer-based uh, scholarship bill. That's right. I, I, I am amazed at the lack of attention to this uh, issue that the press is paying. That I think the people at home are paying more attention. A, a, a university like Harvard has a $60 billion, with a B, dollar endowment. Why are we giving them any federal aid? Let them spend their own money the way we all have to if we want something. But they have powerful alumni associations, which is one of the problems here. However... What we are seeing in some of these cases is we are seeing some of their richest alumni closing their checkbooks and announcing they're closing their checkbooks, that there will be no further donations until the universities correct themselves. I think that's a fool's errand. They're not going to correct themselves. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. Uh, and and uh, you're certainly right. The, the public universities, what we call state universities, are under the control of state legislatures. They can cut their budgets immediately and make demands immediately, and they should. They should. Uh, th- we should I also agree. start. We should also start asking about who gets admitted to these places. What kind of young people are pro Hamas? Right. Those are the people who were admitted to Harvard, and they mm-hmm. were admitted by an by uh, an admissions office. Uh, and and you can say, well, they want diversity. Uh, well, yeah, we're all for diversity as long as the participants in diversity behave themselves right also you're right and and i keep asking myself um if you're looking for diversity why would you believe people who support an organization that kills babies that's right i I mean so so there's uh there's i mean they talk about diversity but they have a weird definition oh yes of, of diversity it's diversity as they see it and 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 nothing nothing more than that. Well, the 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 real meaning of diversity in the real world, uh, not the dictionary world. Diversity is a code word. We all know right. it's a code word for certain groups popular on the political left. It does not include anyone else. No, no, it does not. It does not include. By the way, there's going to be a test of of Harvard, uh, of the diversity or the uh, the president of Harvard, because this young woman. Uh, Gaines, I think, is her last name. She's going to be speaking at Harvard here soon. Yes. And it'll be interesting to see how they react, because I guess it's okay to have people who support Hamas uh, at Harvard, but it may not be okay to 
have a young woman who thinks that men and women should compete in different places or different Let's sports. See. We'll yeah. see how it works. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, I don't have too much confidence in the new president of, of uh, Harvard or in the Harvard faculty. Uh, but let, let's see how it works. They're also facing some legal challenges uh, right. because of some of their policies. But they win every case because unless it's a federal, they win every case because the judges that are assigned to that area are Obama appointees and people like Obama. They're all left wing judges and they all they make sure Harvard wins. Well, especially the state cases where oh, yeah, most of sure. these cases are are being held. But I, I think that, look, I, I don't exaggerate when I say, Bill, that I think a lot of Americans had their eyes opened here in the last couple of weeks with these demonstrations at the universities. I have to tell you that I was also, uh, my eyes were further opened when I saw demonstrations coming out of Europe and what we're seeing in London. Uh, that is, I mean, if we think we have people here, they certainly have a lot more over there, Bill. Absolutely. Well, they, you know, we have had our eyes closed uh, all over the world. The left has been uh, all over the Western world. The left has been making progress. Uh, we thought at the end of the Cold War that that you know it was it kind of over. It's not. The, the the leftist ideology controls most universities. I think today, a good part of the West European press, part of the American press, especially the so-called leading newspapers. It's the George Soros crowd. Uh, and they have now, uh, in response to this horrible terrorist attack, the worst attack on Jews since the Holocaust, they are now beginning to feel their strength. They didn't go along with the, the criticism of, of Hamas, and they're still alive. Uh, right. this, is, this is something, and they are in all of our schools, and I don't know what parents are going to do to get them out of the schools. Well, I, I hope that more of the rich people, uh, these rich contributors, uh, cut their checks. Uh, uh, I just saw a story that Governor or former Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland uh, canceled an appearance he was going to have at Harvard or some kind of a project he was going to work there on, uh, saying that he doesn't support the leadership at, at Harvard or something like that. I may yes. not have the story correctly, but that's what you need. You need more of those because if enough people like Huntsman, this family, Yes, that cut some checks from from the University of Penn. If more people do that, you better believe the administrators are going to hear it because if they have to start spending their endowments, maybe they're not going to be real happy about that bill. I think that's true, uh, unless unless the universities and their allies out there start attacking the people who are doing the complaining. You know, they 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 there are still corporations in America today that are woke corporations. And they may say, well, we'll give the money to Harvard. So they don't need these other guys. No. And then you can get some very ugly discussions uh, and very, very ugly discussions. So I, I'm glad that many Americans uh, are woke, awake now to what's going on in the schools. Whether they can do anything about it, though, is another story. Well, certainly in the public schools, I think they can. In the state colleges, I think you'll see more more done. The private colleges like Harvard or whatever, I mean, that's they, kind of out of, out of our know, hands. You, you know what would really what would really affect the private colleges is if their prestige was lowered in For American sure. society, because that's what they re really re uh, roll on, is their prestige. I mean, if people uh, could, could uh, say you will get a better education somewhere else and people start getting a better education somewhere else, that could hurt them. They could. 
It could, but you know, once it, there was a time when if you wanted your son or daughter to become a radical communist, you would send them to Cuba. Yeah. But now if you want your son or daughter to become a radical communist, you send them to Harvard or whatever, and they charge you $100,000 on top of it, Bill. Yes, that's right. That's, <laughs> so, absolutely, that's, that's absolutely correct. And, our uh, colleges have become nothing but indoctrination of young people. Uh, thank God that my sons went to universities in Texas where I think things are still rational. <laughs> I, I hope like, they are. There have been yeah. some demonstrations down there, but I think that the, the the state itself and the state government and certainly the executive of the state government are on the right side on these things. I agree. I mean, I guess demonstrations have to be tolerated because of freedom of the press and, and I know freedom of, of expression or assembly or whatever. But it's when they get too crazy and they begin sending messages. I I tell you, what really bothers me is when I see the Palestine flags. Yes. I mean, if they want to march with placards or just say, that's one thing. But when you start seeing Palestine flags and so many of them, you have to wonder, wh where do these people store these flags? I, you know, I was wondering the same thing. Where did they get all these new Palestine flags? Yeah. Um, I, 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 and you're absolutely right. They all suddenly came out. And what one commentator noticed, he said, the, the Palestinian demonstrations have the Palestine flag, but they don't have the American flag. That's right. Whereas the pro-Israel demonstrations always have the American flag. I think that tells you where their heart is. Although oh, yeah. I heard a story, and I don't know if this is true, but it probably is true, but I'm not 100%, that there was a, a demonstration, I think, somewhere in Europe where they they mixed the Palestine flag with the Italian flag. Yes. And they were marching with Italian flags rather than Palestine because they didn't know the difference or whatever. Yeah. But I've always wondered, always wondered where all these flags and all these placards automatically come from. Yes. It's like there's a factory somewhere that produces these buildings. Yes, a demonstration factory. Yes. Uh, they'll probably soon advertise on television for group rates. Yes. But I, I fully agree with you. They all look like new flags. That's right. And, but, but, and I think now, I think I saw a Palestinian demonstration in, in Washington on TV where off in a corner, they, somebody did have an American flag. Oh, Apparently good. he got the message that that's, you also have to have that flag. That's but right. We, we know where their heart lies. And also we know where the heart of many of the foreign students who come to this country from the Middle East. And we ought to now start vetting them just as we ought to vet people at the border Right. Uh, there are there is a special category for people who don't come from Latin America, and apparently there it is really being filled up now with many many crossings of people from the Middle East right. and from other places where you have to look carefully. I think it was Governor DeSantis who proposed the idea that we should be you know deporting some of these students, and I would love to know, Bill, how they get these flags so quickly, like you were saying. What do they send a text? To somebody who all of a sudden has a thousand flags in his bathroom or his basement, I mean, it, it just amazes me how quickly these flags come up. I, I, I didn't know that there were that many Palestine flags in the United States, Bill. Yes, well, I, I think an, uh, an enterprising journalist should do the story, and uh, I think they are so they are provided in advance. And, I think so. You know, maybe every family is given one, uh, and uh, and you know, for for further use. But they have that, and and they have all the all the usual slogans on the uh, on the 
placards that are re a repeat of slogans that were originated in the 1930s. You know, <laughs> have you ever noticed how often the term hands off is used in these demonstrations? I mean, right. one, no matter what the issue, hands off this one, hands off that one. Right. The 1930s. No, no, it is amazing to me how quickly these flags come up, how quickly everybody looks the same, everybody has the same thing to say. I mean, you almost get the feeling that these people go to these training programs uh, once a month, say, in case there is a need to, I mean, in case there's a demonstration, here are the flags, or this is where you can get one. I mean, it, it, it all looks too organized to me, Bill. That's what worries me. Well, I think you're right. It is better organized than we think. And one of the shocking things that is the attitude of some faculty members in universities right. who have made the most obscene statements and the only time they re, they apologize is when they get detected because they're afraid of losing their jobs, you know, or, or, or afraid of uh, of angering. I mean, this this guy, what university was it? I thought it was at Cornell who said he was he was motivated by the attacks. Uh, he 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 oh exhilarated is right. what he said by the by the obscenities. No, it's just unbelievable. I, yes. I don't know how, how else to describe it. Well, we don't have a speaker, Bill, yet. I just wanted to mention that. I'm sure uh, hopefully there'll be a speaker soon. There's a lot of people running. This fellow McDonald, Byron McDonald, I think is yes. his name. Yes, he's the, he's the temporary guy. Yeah, he, he, might, he might be a good choice. I, at this point, I don't really care who gets in as long as somebody gets in because this is not making the House Republicans look very smart, Bill. No, it's not making the house uh, any better because the house is not operating. Right. I I had my own nomination that I printed at Urgent Agenda. I nominated Lassie the dog. <laughs> I think they should because after all, it's a female of color. I mean that. So immediately you got two boxes checked off. Right. And I and I think that that uh, her bark uh, will not hurt anybody. And, and, and will not offend any particular ethnic group. I think she would make a great speaker. I think so, too. I, I think maybe Rintin Tin yes, wouldn't be a bad candidate for, for speaker. He's a, a strong dog, you know, uh, very loyal. Yeah. And then maybe Flipper. Flipper should be nominated, yeah, that, too. She would I, probably. I don't know if Flipper, he or she, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, know either, but Flipper Rintin would Tin, make a good candidate. I think Rintin Tin has the liability of being male. I think that's, that's true. The, that's true. Yes. And he is a German shepherd, which is associated with the police. Yes. And that, of course, defunding the police, people will get angry. But, but yeah, they need somebody. Old joking aside, they need somebody, and they need somebody fast, Bill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we sure do. They sure do. Well, as always, thank you so much for your time, Bill. Always great to have you. Always great to chat with you. And uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep we'll keep reading your great work at Urgent Agenda. Thank you. All of this. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And, and I'll let you go back to New York. <laughs> my my pleasure participating, Silvio. I'll speak with you next week. All right. Thank you so much. It's great uh, great to, to chat with you. Our good friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor of urgent uh, agenda I always uh, enjoy being with him uh, on these uh, chats uh, once a week we've been doing this for a while and it's always uh, a lot of fun i love his thoughts about rent about uh, lassie being a speaker of the house that would be great i used to love that show rentin tin was a personal favorite of mine uh, i guess a lot of boys uh, grew up uh, with rentin tin so that would be a a personal favorite of mine but yes the situation in the middle east is horrific we hope that uh, Israel does not break down and listen to these uh, people telling them not to go on with their mission. They need to destroy uh, whoever they have to destroy, but they got to really put an end to this. 
This stuff has been going on too long. And the atrocities committed by these people are just beyond civilization. I don't know how anybody can defend uh, what they are doing. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you later.